Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Um, We are broadcasting live from um, Ohio. Chilly Brunswick. Chilly snowing quite nicely outside. uh, We've had quite a trip. We came in uh, Wednesday afternoon. We've been able to uh, spend a little time with uh, a new client. And so we're happy to introduce Phil Klima and Jackie from his team. And we spent uh, a big uh, part of our week bottled up in this office, just hammering out all the stuff that is by here. We've we've, uh, wallpapered their walls with all sorts of... um, all sketching. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm visual. People know to work with me. I'm visual. I like to draw this stuff out. But so we've been doing that, and so we're happy to again introduce you to uh, these folks. They've been. Uh, Phil's been in the franchise business in this area for some time. Of course, got a used car operation and some other great programs that they do here. So they know that business quite well. They brought us in to help them learn the uh, buy here, pay your side. So Phil, and I just have you start by sharing. You know. Your decision to get in the buy here, pay your business, it, it, from my standpoint, it looks like it was primarily motiv- motivated by an investment. And then you have, obviously you have resources and knowledge that will benefit you in that space, but you might just tell our listeners kind of how you made the decision to add buy here, pay here. Yeah, so so Jim, our journey is one where we started off uh, as an independent dealer and, and a high volume, more retail oriented independent dealer selling basically a couple thousand cars a year for for over 15 years. Uh, and, and we made the pivot into the franchise world in the last three or four years. And just kind of seeing where we are uh, from a lending standpoint on the indirect side and, and where the, the retail landscape is now, we felt it was a good time to pivot into this buy here, pay here world, which we did on a very limited basis many years ago. Uh, but it's it's a different game. It's a different time than when we were doing it. Sure. Now, I would say that from what I can see about you guys, as we talked about, the, the, the landscape is changing with lenders, as you mentioned, like that. Mm-hmm. That is some, certainly something we've seen with, you know, our other dealers out there. So you just made the decision to start providing your own financing. And, of course, the funding on that is very different. It's, it's very different. So we kind of took more of the approach of, hey, this is going to be an investment for us that the retail business, while it's still healthy, uh, it's very transactional in nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, we run a pretty large uh, real estate investment company. And I think a lot of times the, the tenants that we serve in that space are very similar to the ones that we might see in the spire payer business. And we kind of wanted to lean into that and, and leverage what we've learned from that to Moving to buy your payer. So I might just, uh, that's a good opportunity to bring Jackie in because Jackie is very involved in the real estate side, the multifamily part. And so throughout the, the, the week, we've seen Jackie making notes and nodding her head affirmatively when we talk <laughs> about the customer that we serve in buy your payer. And it's quite similar to what you, as he talked about. Yeah, it, we, we clearly understand the demographic. Right. You know, we clearly understand their needs. And we yeah. felt like we were in a better position to to meet those needs uh, for for this type of market because yeah. we understand where they're coming from. Good, good. And that's definitely going to make for a, a softer landing for you guys in buy your payer because that is one of the things that we, when we work with franchise independent folks stepping in to buy your payer for the first time, if they don't have that exposure, 
then it's challenging sometimes for them to make the shift. You used the word transactional this morning because obviously when you're in, in car sales, mm -hmm. that's a, even though you nurture and support your customer after they buy, it's a very different relationship. It's right. a, it's a, it's a, it's a totally different relationship. So you have a customer that comes in and many times we're heavy internet based. So they're looking for that specific car. They're looking for the best, the best price, right. the best finance terms. They're looking to be in and out, you know, sure. in, a, in a, a compressed period of time, which is, which is great. This is a totally different game. And just in the last couple of days that we've spent with, with you guys, it, it just, it, it brings it home that this is more, it's the importance of setting our customer up for success mm -hmm. on the front end because this is a relationship that in many cases is going to be at the minimum a few years and hopefully right. it's going to be three x that right mm -hmm. so what you guys talked about is having and establishing that 10-year relationship so we want to get in and, and set it up on the front end and make sure that they're in a position to succeed yeah right yeah that's great. We know that um, Phil and his, his folks are in a good position to be able to acquire inventory, and yeah. it's just a matter of funding, obviously, the negative cash flow that happens for the first 12 to 18 months. And so we've been doing a lot of the cash flow modeling. We did some of that before we came in here. And so we've been making updates based on, you know, small pivots that we've made in terms of how we're going to do personnel and some of those kind of things. But it's uh, it's an interesting opportunity for sure. It, it, it is, and, and the cash flow modeling, which I think is initially how we connected, right, right. Mm -hmm. is huge. If if there's if, if you're out there and you're if you're thinking about getting into this or getting into it on a bigger level, um, when I initially connected with Jim and Michelle, we just literally spent a couple hours doing some cash flow modeling and that was eye opening to me yeah, sure. to see how it works based on, you know, what are you going to set out for for your average ACV, what's your right. down payment going to sure. look like? And some little tweaks in that, and how that looks as the years play out. So, sure. yeah, that was that was really telling for me. Yeah, I find myself sometimes. Some of our listeners are brand new to the business. I mean, we tend to uh, um, have folks tune in who are just figuring it out. And so, I'll just explain it. for those who are brand new. ACV is actual cash value. That's going to be like the wholesale value of the car, or what you pay to acquire the car. And so, that's been part of what we've worked through on the modeling. Is like you're used to a higher cost used car. I mean, you're kind of you have some highline stuff in the higher used car. We did the math and we we kind of had to figure out what's going to be attainable for you in this market. What's what's something that you can acquire that makes sense for you in financing and still let you do your volume. And that's a big thing because again, when we get back to the retail environment, we're thinking about most most of us dealers have a have a traditional line of credit or a floor plan. So we're thinking about selling a car, paying off that car. Right looking at what those numbers look like, this is different. You you really need to see on the front end from a capitalization standpoint, because the money's gonna go quick, right? You know, right. even if you're, you know, we're basically looking to sell 20 cars or so a month, right. um, you need to make sure that you've done your homework and see how that's gonna play out. Yeah. Any thoughts from you, Michelle? I had a couple of others myself. Well, I just have enjoy actually very much um, being here with both of you. Uh, it's it's I, I can see the aha moments as we've been going through, especially the the experience that is had in the multifamily space. And we have some connection with multifamily because I worked in the tech side of multifamily. And so the multifamily, but as we're talking about the customers, it's just been interesting to see, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, same thing, same thing. So it's it's been really beautiful. 
that 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 pairing of those two because you already yeah you already understand it's been very familiar territory when uh-huh. discussing the topics with oh yeah the aha moments like mm-hmm. the connecting the dots between yeah. the two uh, sectors mm-hmm. but um but then also just having been enlightened with um applying different methods of yeah. reaching out to this particular type of client yeah and, and understanding think, them as well of course yeah. i think one of the things that happens and and we saw you talk about this like you recognize that Part of what happens with us in buy here, pay here, and part of the job becomes almost supporting this customer on the collection side through the stuff that will come up. Like you have life circumstances, and when you have life circumstances for a customer who's already on a pay, pay to, or paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. scenario, mm-hmm. then navigating that stuff, you kind of used the phrase before I did about you become a little bit of a counselor, right? And working yes. through that. So it's part, of, yeah, it's part of what we know about the business, and you guys clearly recognize that's what will happen a little bit when you shift into buy your And the reason I bring that up is I think a lot of folks need to recognize that that's appropriate to budget enough time for your team to be able to have that kind of relationship with the customer. And one of the fun things I remember we talked about yesterday is, you know, Phil's an operation used to selling thousands of cars a year. We talked about this is only 250 cars a year at 20 a month or whatever that looks like. I said, yes, but we're going to have a three-year relationship with every one of those 250 customers. And so now you start compounding that as you add more customers. And so it's, you can see where the support side of it is different, right? It, and it just goes back to you want the customer to succeed, sure. not just when they leave on day one, but uh-huh. as the process goes on. Because we all know, any of us that are in the car business, right? Yeah. We all know there's always going to be you know, mechanical breakdowns and things that we don't expect. But I think that as long as we have a long-term view mm-hmm. and it's going to work out, and we have continue that relationship with the customer, and they're going to come back, and they're going to come back again, and they're going to send friends and family, and it's going to be a positive, positive experience. Yeah. I like what you just said. Um, it's it's also about support. Yeah. It's like, do you have things in place to help support? Because it is that long. It is that long and that is the key to success like if we don't have support solutions a, a high percentage of customers will face hiccups but it's mm-hmm. going to be the car it's going to be something in their personal life and so the question becomes how do we resolve those things how do we support those situations mm-hmm. when they come up? yep exactly it's uh similar to going back to real estate we always want the tenant to succeed we want them to stay sometimes yes. <laughs> you know is there going to be a little delay in the rent payment of course it doesn't matter we want them to stay you right. work with them and I think that carries into the buy here, pay here business. As long as the communication lines are open, we have to be open yeah. and understand that that's part of the process. Yeah. yeah. And when we're coaching new dealers, one of the things I've talked about too is that I've often used the example about multifamily um, as and how that relates to buy here, pay here. You know, first of all, from an investment standpoint, and then you're trying to optimize cash flows, right? And so similar thing to what we do here. And I, I heard you say that one of the most expensive things you have on your on your PL in multifamily is the turnover. So it's gonna be the same thing here, right? So I think there's a parallel for our listeners to realize that cost of a turnover is is real. And sometimes dealers have trouble measuring that, but it is a real cost associated with that turnover. So, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just among the parallels. So it's it's been a fun. Did you have something you wanted to add? Look like you were on the verge. <laughs> no, I was just I just thinking about how to how to mitigate that. And you know, I was just you know going through. There's always going to be these these little push-ups and headaches that occur, but we always have to be there for them, and it'll come back. And the portfolio is going to perform, I think, better because of that. Right. Yeah.
Well, as we said, we've really enjoyed the time here, and I think we can wrap it up. We got more work to do here. So we'll uh, we'll let folks uh, get back to their Friday. We we appreciate you tuning in, and uh, look forward to seeing you back here on uh, Monday. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Um, we're just going to go straight into our stinger, and uh, we'll see you all on Monday. Have a great day. Thanks.